0: You're tuned in the Cafe Conversations. I'm your host, Lady D, and joining me for this podcast episode, because you guys know I am winding down and I am getting ready to end my season next Friday. I'm going to record my last show for season one, and I'm so super excited. So since I'm at the end of my season, I'm going to do just whatever I feel like doing. And I felt like having a podcast, just like all of a sudden, how about that? So I have my niece and my godson. They're gonna join me today. Dominique and Tatiana, known as 12, and cornbread. Yes, yes, I nickname everybody. Hello, America.
1: Hello, I'm stuck.
0: I have listeners all over the world. That's why I said oh. Thank you. Address everyone properly. I'm just messing with y'all. So how y'all doing? I'm blissful. You're blissful?
2: Yes.
0: Did everybody go to work today? Of course. Of course. You got to make your bacon.
2: I showed up and I remember leaving. So I'm going to assume that I did.
0: I don't know. You just told me you were dancing all over your office with your music loud. What's
1: up with
0: I asked her, what did she do? And she said she danced all over her office. She gets there early and she leaves on time. And they have no idea what she does.
2: Hmm. No, No, no clue. They're just like, mm-hmm. good job, Tatiana. Thank you.
0: And they send her a check in her bank account at the end of the two weeks. We're dancing.
2: And they also have
1: ice cream in the refrigerator.
0: Like, just you can just get ice cream? Ice cream, snacks, everything. The whole
1: nine yards. I'm with I'm that. Well, I can get cookies.
0: So. You got cookies? Are they free cookies? Of course. Yeah, give you us free cookies and ice cream. snacks. Yes. Really? Yes. You know who has uh, snacks like that? DPD. Well, they used to when I tried to get a job over there. They had like cookies and chips and everything. But anyway, I'm jealous. Yeah, that's what I am. For the city.
1: Yeah, I do. It's pretty sweet. You got that good
2: city job once I got a.
0: Let me tell y'all something. The good city job is not necessarily the good city job like it was good in the day, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I cannot wait until I retire. I feel so bad for those who have to work beyond my time. So you guys are just blessed. Well, they yeah. say if you hate your job, I didn't say I hate my job.
2: Mm, she just said it's not really. I,
0: I said I'm ready to retire. Oh. Don't 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 misquote me. Don't misquote me. You got to get my stuff right. Thank you very much. On the words. Mhm. So, what you guys been up to?
2: Me personally, going back and forth between Texas and Louisiana. Oh. And trying to travel in between there, getting ready for finish a TEFL program, and hopefully get this position to go to China for over a year.
0: you want to go to China for over a year?
2: Well, they have. That's one of the options to go to China. Don't take for that option. You want us. to stay in America. Oh,
0: no, I'm well, what if he makes someone mad over there, and they won't let you back? Well, I, have- I just don't trust other countries that well. I'm sorry, and China's one of them. You know, I'm just, I'm just afraid. I'm afraid that he's going to make them angry.
2: He already made everybody
0: angry. But he's going to make them extra angry. He
2: made them extra angry. The one thing that I don't Trump want them did, to keep you. The one thing that Trump did is make everyone take off their mask, so you can recognize who don't like you now. So you're like, oh, you
1: don't like me. Stay away from you. Yeah, no see, it. I don't see any products saying made in China anymore. So yeah,
0: they were, They um sent our trash back. I don't see. Mm-hmm. They they got some stuff made. Uh, trust me, they got some stuff made in China still.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It goes to the dollar store. Is that the dollar store? It sure is. Store. And at the beauty supply store. Of course. Yeah. Definitely. Y'all are the boringest people ever. Why did I even invite you people oh, here?
2: Because you love us. Right. And we're looking at you just kind of scroll a little bit. We didn't know what you were going to jump off the topic on. Yes.
0: Okay, so are you guys dating?
2: <laughs> am I? Yes, I think I am dating. I want to say I am. You, you, Wait, you said you think? I think. You know how people sign it's, you up for stuff that you didn't realize you, you were know, in?
1: It's, it's not a think. It's either... Either you're dating
2: or you're not. Discuss we. I didn't discuss that I was dating them,
0: but they assume that you are.
2: I don't. I have no idea it's you one of those bang. things
1: you, you gotta be no I think you gotta be
2: it's yeah. one of those moments where someone calls you and you're like oh okay I talk to you often okay I'm gonna do my own thing and you know it's very open no
0: one's mm-hmm. anything.
2: if we have not formally discussed anything then okay mm-hmm. I'm kind of like taraji if okay I'm so like do you guys go
0: out together
2: I go out a lot
0: what? with him
2: with others and him oh
0: yeah together mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. just you and him
2: uh, depends on the person. I don't have a specific person.
0: Wait a minute, honey. How many men are you dating? To include
1: him <laughs> in your plans, though.
2: So. No. No, if I decide to, if I feel that he's fit for that particular thing, then I invite that said person for that. But I feel if someone else is fit for that particular thing, then I invite that person. Like, I don't take this person on formal things.
0: Okay. And this it, person, she's not dating America. No, and no, no.
1: no. I said she is. She said fit.
0: Well, you know, I guess when you're dating, you don't have to necessarily be tied down to one person. Well,
2: I feel dating is collecting data, data about that person. So I like that. I don't
0: Dating is collecting data
2: Yeah, so about that means a I'm person. Tied down to you. I'm figuring you out and see if I like you or not. So that means I can kind of collect a little bit of here, collect a little bit of there. Like, hmm, and then weigh your
0: options.
1: There you go.
2: It's like mm-hmm. buying a car.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just you test drive like a couple of them. You're
1: collecting your fitting into
2: whatever you got going on. See, I have a very busy social life and I do multiple things. Like, I want to go skydiving. This person don't want to go skydiving. Wait a
0: minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, a minute, wait, wait! Black people don't skydive. Exactly. Well, this
2: black person does. Why do you want to go... It's my thing. I want to do that. I want to go skiing. Some black people don't. So I have my white people, <coughs> my Asian people, my, well, my Spanish people.
0: So you want to go jump out of a plane?
2: A perfectly good one. Mm.
0: Okay. Wow. Why?
2: I just want
0: to do it. It's on my bucket list. So you ready to go on and get that bucket tipped over? Just <laughs> hey, point of have the bucket. going
2: to get tipped every once in a
0: while. You know, I admire your tenacity right. and yes. your bravery. Right. That is such a beautiful thing because when before I had children, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a paratrooper. And then I had children. And now I'm afraid of everything.
2: I... Are you familiar with the motivational speaker Les Brown? Yes I am. So he had this um, thing he said in one of his speeches that you don't want all your potential to go to the grave with you. So all the ideas I have and things I want to pursue I'm going to do it because I don't want that to go to the grave with me.
1: Mm. I like that. So That's go, skydiving,
2: go skydiving. Go Evan. I want to join the circus then I'm freaking finding circus to like
1: well um Soul
2: Circus probably will. Nah, they don't do limited tricks. I wanna be like, you know, get the whole so, thing.
0: Whole so you wanna you wanna do sex. tricks and such?
2: Nah, I just wanna enjoy. Enjoy life and not have any regrets and have some experience under my belt. Okay. But travel solo, travel with a partner, all of the above.
0: Okay, so traveling solo. There's a young lady at my job and you guys are about the same age mm-hmm. and she went overseas by herself. hmm That's what I'm doing. You gonna do that? Yeah. She she actually, I guess she bought into like a plan or something where yeah. they put her with a group of strangers. With the and, one year
2: thing, I know what you're talking about.
0: And nobody knew each other. Mm-hmm. And they all just like she said that
2: they travel for a year.
0: No, she didn't travel for a year. She was gone for like a week. So.
2: Oh, they have one that they travel for an entire year and you work remote and whatever you do and they send you to all these different places with this random group like I don't know some random. But it's supposed to be very um, life changing.
0: It is life changing because you were a group of strangers. Yeah. Sounds like glory. That's horrible.
2: I had a friend from, I have a lot of friends from India now that I think about it, but they came over from India and I was in the oil field for a while and my good girl, girl her name was tina and she says tatiana you have to learn how to travel by yourself and with a partner mm-hmm. and you will actually see the difference like she is trying enjoy. to set
0: you up for the kidnappers to get you and they're going to throw you into sex trafficking this oh. is what mothers think
3: no.
0: that's what they're going to do and then you're um. going to come up missing and then we're not going to see you and then your mom's going to cuss out the entire world mm-hmm. You know she ain't her, right.
2: I already told her what my plans was please make me a tree. Don't put me in a box. Don't cremate me. Just, you know, get my mm. stuff, freeze it down, create a tree out of me, chill and have some fun. So
0: you wanna be a pod? Corpse. they have a the
2: pod version of it? And then they freeze your body down and actually compress it and then it does the tree thing. But it's after y'all kind of do the whole New Orleans drink by my body kind of thing.
0: Okay, so this is what happens when you allow your children to be free thinkers. Yes. <laughs> okay? This is what happens. Domino Conrad, you just really, lost yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, I was like, out. I'm really amused over it. I'm like, oh, tell me more. What about you, Conrad? What you been up to? What are you going to jump out of?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been working. I have a daughter now. Um. So that's why I had to ask the question: Does well, kids really go ahead. stop your your goals and your dreams? Because I feel like okay, I still have a long list of things.
0: No, children, to. children do not stop your dreams and your goals or any of that stuff. Um, it will slow you down yeah. because whereas you you only had yourself to worry about and think about now you have to be concerned about your daughter you know is she safe is she comfortable does she need anything Um, you have to give her love and attention and you have to nurture her and you have to teach her things so That kind of takes away from what you got going on. And so you're unable to focus completely on just that because now you have to split your focus on the things that you want to better yourself and the things that she needs so that she can be happy. You see what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's, it's all a balancing act being a parent. It's a life changing experience, but it doesn't stop anything You see what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, you may have to delay some things. I had my son when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And then I had another one at 21. And then I had another one at 24. So at 16, I missed prom. I did not, um, I didn't graduate. Mm -hmm. I um, didn't go to college right away. So I had to delay some things because my son was sick and so I missed too much school and I'm like you know what I'm 17 I'm ready to I'm gonna get a job Mm -hmm. (laughs)
3: this
0: this is not no I'm too far behind to be trying to play catch up and I didn't want to be taunted or anything like that because I did not want to go to jail for assault and so I chose to drop out of school Mm -hmm. and uh, I got a job and I worked and I got my gd and then um I messed some more of my life up with the choices and decisions by making another baby Mm -hmm. and allowing people to talk me into marrying someone that I knew that I did not love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not that he wasn't a a great person. I just didn't love him, Mm -hmm. but you know, it was the right thing to do. They said, so I did it. And so a bad mistake. And then um, I ended up having another child Mm -hmm. and I still wasn't, you know, I still didn't know who I was. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I finally got things together and I finally figured out who I was and what I wanted in my life. So then I, of course, you know, like I said, got my GD, and then eventually I went to college. I just did everything was kind of delayed. That's all. Like, that's why I, I was literally doing this podcast because I'm like, I'm old now, although I'm not old, but I, I feel old. Come on now. Better Man. tell them. <laughs> But, you know, I felt old and I'm like, this is something that young people do, hmm. you know, social media and all that stuff. This is something that young people do, but I don't necessarily feel old. I don't even look my age. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I come from some good stock, baby. Right. Got them good genes, <laughs> but I don't even look my age. You know, nobody would know that I have a 30 year old son and a 25 year old son and a 22 year old son, you know, and I have four grandkids, you know, but I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Age ain't nothing but a number. Let me jump out here and get in it. And if I can, you know, do well at it, then great. So that I started doing podcasts, but I did radio for a couple of years, too. So I felt like I was too old to do that. But I started some things. Like I said, things were delayed. So no, children do not stop anything because
1: yeah, I, oh, I, heard, I heard a lot of women say that, that oh, my life is over and- life is
0: not over you just gotta pick yourself up a lot of women who have children young and they feel like they haven't done all these different things that they want to mm-hmm. do is because they don't know themselves they didn't take the time out to find out who they were you better find out who you are before you turn 35 or else you're gonna be a mess what? You must find out. Like with Tatiana, she's 29 and she's on all of these things we think that are crazy. But at the end of the day, this is really what your life should be. And by the time she settles down and she gets married and she has children, she'll be ready. And she will probably most likely not marry somebody that she's going to divorce in the next two to seven years. Right. Right. Because she'll already know who she is. So she'll know what she wants and she won't marry anybody until she knows that that person's going to be for her whether they black white purple pink or blue
2: period I think that's the one thing I always get um I get challenged by um just women in general like I get it from like like my circle is very colorful all the way around and I get the um why don't you have children why aren't you in a relationship why don't you settle down I get those questions so so much so my response now is um one I have twin genetics so no 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 and I see a lot of my friends I was like a lot of my friends are in their late 30s they got married early and they have four and five kids especially them in New Orleans you see that constantly you see the grandmother and the daughter partying and they little little kids that are like 12 and 13 raising their two-year-old daughter mm-hmm. and it's like Moving to that city gave me such a cultural shock because here in Texas, yes, my mom had my sister at a young age and I kind of just roamed and did my own thing, but it wasn't until I moved to New Orleans at the age of 21, literally 21, where I seen pretty much everyone doing every wrong choice and every right choice and struggling where you have to find three and four hustles just to survive. Mm. And after that, I was like, okay, this is a whole different ballgame. Why would I rush a process for someone I don't think is going to stay? Right. And I started looking at um when I turned 25, I got into count, I went to therapy, and started like unveiling a lot of the um, chain links that went was through the women in our family, And mm-hmm. like, what they went through and the cycles and things like that. And I feel that um women naturally birth down um chains to their daughters and their sons they do and if you don't kind of develop that or kind of learn those things it's going to forever burden you especially if your mom or your grandmother never did it for themselves so Mm -hmm. that's why i started just kind of discovering myself and doing journals and looking at my religion stuff like i grew up christian with my mom and then when i moved in with jose then i was a muslim for i want to say six years Mm -hmm. my ex-fiancee I was Catholic for another five years and mm. then I was Buddhist and then prayed to Shiva. And I was like, oh my God. So you just had, I had like a whole bunch of things that just randomly put me in places to where I couldn't settle
0: down even if I wanted to. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a, That's living uh, life. Yeah, that is. That's living li- and, and, and you're still able to be grounded. Mm. That's the good part. That you were able to have those experiences and still be grounded. Because if you can't, do all of these different things and still keep this noggin together you know what I'm saying you had a lot of great experiences you know maybe at the time you know somebody might have been you know they probably didn't think that they were great but I think that they were great experiences because you learned and they made you into the woman that you are now Mm -hmm. exactly I think a lot of times as parents we don't support our children Mm -hmm. and I am guilty and it's not that I don't believe in my children. It's just that I push a lot of my fears off onto them. Yes. And we as parents don't realize that we're, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That we're pushing our fears and insecurities off on them. And we're not allowing them to live their lives freely unless you're my children. Because my children are like, whatever, girl, you better get some and inside I am. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this until I get it right. right. And that's just how my, my boys are. You know, they're like, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Okay, mom. It just blew me off. But now that I'm older and I can appreciate their crafts, you know, when my youngest is cutting up and he's just naturally funny, when my middle child is, you know, in his passion of beating the drums, when my oldest is hosting or he's rapping, you know, I can appreciate Their gifts and their talents, and the tenacity that they have to get out there. You know, I wish I had their stage presence, you know, and I wish I could get beyond my own fears Mm -hmm. and I might be a little bit better with, you know. And I think I've held myself back on a lot of stuff because I allowed my grandparents and my parents' fears to kind of stop me.
1: Well, since I've known you from my sophomore junior in high school what really just got to me was how outspoken you were and i see that in daniel khalil and london and you know with the fears i think they got a piece of you that you know you may think that you haven't brought up
0: they I see it now. Yeah. I didn't I then when they were growing up, but I see it now right. that um, you know they have that that fearlessness. Yes. And I don't know at what point I decided to get scared scared of everything. I don't. I've
2: never <laughs> seen you like scared of anything because. Oh no,
0: she's scared.
2: No, it's weird. So my experience where I was way different. So my mom is very interesting character. All the above. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. I think my mom is just now, like, we spent so many years apart in general throughout my whole entire life Like there's mm. actual gaps, gaps. So, we going to New Orleans for, like, nine, going on ten years, and before that, me living with Jose. So, a lot of the experience, it was very taboo to her. Like, I remember coming home, what, two months ago? And she, like, came in the living room and was like, who are you? I'm like, wow. what? But I remember you, and I was like, "Um, I always remember she had, like, friends there were like personalities of her that she never displayed Mm. and you were one of them so you was like 12 you can do it i'm like really that's a thing i can do that (laughs) oh my god i like it and like um i always had that thing that i didn't talk like most people Mm. and all this other stuff like i always got banned from the black people kind of thing and like i remember you're like you got it 12 you got it so i'm like (laughs) okay i got it so you were a part of my like foundation of like seeing a strong black woman because my mom was very ghost to me Mm. and it was very tab like our relationship was just now trying to develop something or have some type of interest in it but it was the people around her like my uncle um robert they always say you know you have to walk away to kind of see a bigger picture Mm -hmm. and for a moment i was just like I don't know if I'm getting along with my culture at all, but it was like you that made me not steer away from black women. Mm. And as an entire
0: Because I'm calm. Your yes. And I've never
2: seen that before.
0: So. She's not calm.
2: <laughs> it made me like really kind of brush off like my culture, but it wasn't until like you came along and I was like, oh my God, I want to like learn more. Yes. Now I'm just like, oh my God, this is Kimmy. This is this, this is that and the third. It made me more invested in my culture. It made me see other black women and not just have this bad taste in my mouth about my own culture. So when you say you have fear, I was like, how? Because mm. you're the one who. Made I don't you know. That's, so that's why I'm like, I don't more.
0: know where. It, I don't at what point in my life, I don't realize where it may have um, crept in some kind of way. Like um, everybody thinks that because I sing that I can just like handle any stage. Mm-hmm. That's maybe I can. I don't know. I probably could, but I think it's my own nervousness that scares me. I don't know. I, I it's weird because I'm very outspoken well I used to be <laughs> and I still am sort of kind of you know but um, I think the last couple of years have really kind of gotten me uh, to the core because I, I this is things that I've like been praying about because I'm like God I'm different I'm different and I don't like this different you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and I tell myself I'm I'm extra humble mm-hmm. you know so that I don't snatch somebody right you know what I'm saying? I got a couple of extra buttons as long as you don't push all of them. You know, I won't hurt you. And I really believe that I'll hurt somebody. Because I've been in that that mind frame of yeah. wanting to literally hurt somebody. I'm just saying. You know? Because people take my kindness for weakness. They think that I'm a punk. Like, they think that um, because I don't speak up. If you are... You always want the light. I'm gonna let you have the light. Right. I'm not gonna fight with you over the light. Get in it because I want people to see the light of God in me. Right. Because eventually you want the light, but although the light is shining on you, the darkness that's in you is gonna get seen. Yeah. Regardless, that's how I feel about it. And so I just kind of, sh- not really shy away. I step back and I let you have at it.
1: So when, when is it the right time to fight?
0: When is it the right time to fight?
1: Yes, without the fist.
0: Um, for me, I have a my tolerance level as I get older is getting shorter. Mm. But I think somewhere in midways, I might have had a pretty good tolerance for some stuff. But now as I get older, I'm like, look, <laughs> you know, I'm about to throw you over that rail in about five seconds. Keep on messing with me. Keep on talking to me.
2: I think that's the best way he has designed.
0: But um, partner. That's Khalil calling me. He don't want nothing. But <laughs>
2: the best way to design. There's a song lyric that states why is uh, that you've given to the young, and um, it kind of pairs with that. Um, the Batman analogy would be when he had that fight, and he was just like, you know, I I bred this person in the dark. You know, I trained in the dark. I did these things in the dark, mm. and you know. You you think you're a greatest strength. And you you asked me before this started, why do you have Darth Vader on (laughs) things? And it's because I I enjoy that concept because it wasn't until I went to my wilderness, my dark is where I discovered every fear that I could think of. And it was like my fear was that warning label, that that intuition to tell me, okay, there's another part of you that wants to explore. And the things that come easy never last. The things that you actually have put blood, sweat, tears, thoughts, and many nights up are the things that last long so it's like your fear is trying to gear you up to let you know this is not going to be easy but it's going to be worth it and that's kind of how I just view it and looking at like Darth Vader and all this they became those things in the dark but they accept all of themselves and wear it well
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's cool yeah. I just need to um, I just need to just kind of like shake it off whatever, whatever it is that's kind of gotten me in the last couple of years I just want to shake it off literally want to
2: shake it off I'm Look a person that fully believes in embracing it because if it came on you for some reason, then you need to channel it and put it somewhere. Well, so why not? Why, why not would go I challenge it?
0: fear? Channel, <laughs> I mean, channel fear. You go through it. You can't get you can't get over
2: it. The only way you can go through it. So yes, if you shake it off, it's like it's gonna come. It's gonna be still sitting in that corner where you shook it off. It ain't gonna go nowhere. So you might as well go through it, put it all, and embrace it and walk through I, it.
1: Well, sometimes shaking it off could be embracing.
2: Skill gonna be there.
1: Sometimes shaking it off could be embracing How? Because. It's just like you know it's there. Sometimes you just don't have the answer for it. So,
2: so once you shake it off and it sits there, what happens? It forms a root.
0: But if I shake it off, I'm shaking it off. I'm not going to just let it stay there. I'm right. going to get rid of it. Hopefully.
2: That's, that's what I <laughs> You put it all, it's just We're saying the exact same thing. Because I think I'm... It on, I'm move it.
0: I am... Uh, this podcast is me overcoming fears mm-hmm. because this podcast requires me to have to reach out to people. Cause at first I was like, I'm just gonna do a podcast, I'm just gonna do it by myself. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna, first of all feel weird just sitting here talking about whatever by myself.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I realized you need people. And so now I gotta talk to people. And I'm like, I don't feel like talking to people. Mm-hmm. You know, so I started out with talking to people that I knew, because it was easy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people were like, I want to do your podcast. I don't know you. You're a stranger. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so then I was um, able to, I'm able to kind of, you know, kind of come out of the shadow a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. And for the things that I want to do for my second season Mm -hmm. with the podcast, it's really going to bring me out of my comfort zone. A Mm -hmm. lot.
2: So
0: it's pretty much you jumping at your own plane. Okay. Because I want to do more with this. I don't want to have a typical ordinary podcast where we talk about, you know, money. This podcast does not just talk about money. It doesn't just talk about tech. It doesn't talk about raising children. It doesn't talk about, you know, religion. It talks about everything. Money, tech, religion, you know, illnesses, fears, joys, all of that. This is a variety podcast, and I want to take it out into the community. I don't know a lot of podcasts that go out into the community. Most podcasts that I listen to are recorded either in somebody's closet, in their house, in their office, or in a bedroom, or some people rent out studio time, um, and that's, that's what they do, but I want to get out there. You know, I want to take Cafe Conversations out into the community. And I was blessed to be able to do that, and I met people. Mm -hmm. So that's bringing me out of my comfort zone. And um, I got a lot that I want to do. I want to take the show to the next level. I want to talk about, you know, preparing for college because a lot of kids and parents think that you don't start preparing for college until your senior year. No, you need to start preparing your child for college when they're thirteen. Really? Thirteen.
3: No.
0: Thirteen. Like, um,
2: most parents don't even know about the MENSA test. It's um, a test that kind of pays for, um, gives you scholarships and certifies your child as a genius. So, those are the things that are not um, very vocal in our communities and how to properly vote. You to vote locally before you vote.
0: Hey, there's a new podcast out. Have you heard? It's called Cafe Conversations, and it's not your typical everyday podcast either. It's a variety podcast, and it covers a variety of different topics and stories that impact the lives of everyday people just like you and me. I'm Lady D, the host of Cafe Conversations, and I'm inviting you to join the conversations inside the cafe. Catch us on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and make sure you like, subscribe, and share. You'll be uplifted, inspired, and intrigued right here, Inside Cafe Conversation. All right, so we didn't realize that um, when recording directly into Anchor, you can only record for 30 minutes. (laughs) That's 30 minute segments. So I guess... uh, this is part two of what we were talking about oh okay
1: so back to what I was saying um <laughs> well yeah I've started training um I trained for track football do soccer um but I was training two guys that I know and um as I was leaving I saw a young woman probably in the age between 15 and 18 um she came up to me and uh, asked me because she use her phone, and I realized her mouth was bloody, mm-hmm. and um, she, and she got into her mom, and uh, she called the police, and she was like, "Yeah, her mom had been hitting on her, and it got into a little altercation," mm-hmm. and she was just so she was like, crying, mm-hmm. and and I was just like so shocked by it because why were you shocked by? It? Know, child getting out of place, but I feel like you know there should be a stopping point, you know, for you know a mother, you know, to putting the hands on the child. Well, well,
0: how old was the child?
1: I was. Probably
0: seventeen. So nine times out of ten, she had a very fly mouth, and she said something real fly. And she probably had been speaking flyly to her mother uh, for quite some time, and her mom got fed up, and she popped her in her mouth. Call oh. the police.
2: Or the simple fact that it could be something. That's why I was like chains in general. It could be something in there where the mother is um, naturally aggressive, and those tempers don't really fly. You have some women and men that kind of have that kind of issue with that child, how the child was born, like, um, um, I knew a young lady, she was forced to have a child because of a situation, and Mm -hmm. she has a natural Like a lot of things that kind of develop in that character, that area, that's why I say it's very, very good for you to go actually, um, seek help with those ideas, those thoughts, those aggressions, because you may not see that it's too far, but you don't understand that that child right. will forever grow up with a natural guard towards you. Yeah. Right.
0: I understand that. But every situation is not an, yep. an abusive Everything situation. Yeah. So you have to and it's, you have to just deal with it case by case mm-hmm. because you never know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you, what you saw is what you saw. What? But I guarantee you there's always an underlying issue
3: mm-hmm.
0: that you may never know of. All you saw was her mouth was bloody, but you don't know why.
1: Mm. Uh, it just shocked me because I just feels like, you know, if you see, you hit her and, you know, you see blood, I feel like that should be enough, you know? What? You know, after fighting with the child and, you know, you see blood, that should be, like, okay.
2: I think that's funny. Like, when it comes to men and their sons, they discipline their sons a specific way because they're a man and they're, like discipline your daughters in a sense of you know you're a woman so i understand what you come from but when it's the opposite of it it's completely different because men consider their strength like oh if i do this and i'm right. gonna do this sons, like you know i'm gonna have to like beef up on you because i know my, i have a little brother's 12 and 10 and i'm co-parenting with their mothers mm-hmm. so My brothers get out of line. I actually bring out my boxing gloves and we go in the ring. And I'm like, yo, we're going to go at it. Because I feel that they're bigger than me, taller than me. So I have to show as much strength as they can get to.
0: Exactly. I can agree to that because I raised three boys. (laughs) And when you raise three boys and you're by yourself, there's no dad around. Um, I saw too many shows on Sally Jesse Raphael. Mm. Too many shows on um, um, Geraldo Rivera. Mm. Too many shows on Mari where they were afraid of their kids. They're sending their kids to boot camp. I am boot camp. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bust on you. (laughs) Keep on. And that's just what it was. I mean, my oldest son got some stories because he was the worst child. He was horrible. And I had to just, you know, let him know. I got you, homie. You want to cut? I got you. Trust me. Every time. I got you. You know, you have to... A parent has to establish that respect. But you have some children, you got to remember, they're made of two people, not one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that other personality may kick in. And when that other personality kicks in, I had to deal with that other personality. Right. It just happened to be with my left and my right. <laughs> you know, my hands and my feet sometimes. Right. You know, I'm just saying. <clears throat> well, that is, I mean, I you better get used good. to it because you're a parent. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you, we love our children, but even God is a God of wrath.
3: Mm.
0: And there are times when he even he gets tired of tapping us on our shoulders and he busts us across the back of our heads. Mm. So we lose our jobs. We lose our house. We lose our husbands or our wives. We lose a child. Mm. We lose life as we knew it at, you know, period. Itself, We just lose it because even God gets tired. And as a parent, when you're raising your children and you are trying to do your best, you're sacrificing, you're working these long hours. You're trying to make sure that they're comfortable, that they have everything that they need and some of the stuff that they want. You're not just going to talk flat to me because I'm going to pop you in your mouth. Yeah, that's it. That, that's, that's that. You know, but I think that as children get older um, I went through a period where I was just I adored them and then I went through a period where I couldn't stand them and now I'm at a period where I appreciate them Mm. those were my stages they were born and they were cute and they were growing and then they became teenagers and they got fly and they wanted to do what their friends did. And I'm an old school mama that's young. I'm a young old school mama because I was raised by my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my values are old and I didn't believe in, you know, you're not going to run the streets till 10 o'clock. No, you're going to be at the house at nine, right. Period. And, and that's just what they were. So when my kids turned 18, they went off to college. Baby, they was like, oh, I'm really this crazy lady. They literally lost their minds. That's why they ended up coming back home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and at the time, maybe at the time, I helped and hindered them all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? But I think I protected them and they saw some things and they were like, oh, that little crazy lady was right. right. You know what I'm saying? Because... That's just what you can find. Whenever my boys are not out in their element of music, Mm -hmm. you will find them at home.
3: That's true.
0: You will not find them just out and about doing God knows what. You're going to find them at home. That's just the way they were raised. It ain't nothing out there but bullets and fools. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to find them at the crib. I just talked to uh, London earlier. He's at home. (laughs) Khalil just texted a while ago. He on his way over here. Because he's trying to catch a ride to wherever he's going, which is nine times out of ten. Got something to do with music. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You see Daniel? You huh? Oh, he? Ain't
3: yeah. yeah.
0: You know, but that's just how they were raised. It's not a whole lot out there. They're killing you guys. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: literally, they're killing you for waking up. Right. They're killing you. You don't have to do nothing.
1: No. Just...
0: You alive. You black. Right. That's too much.
1: I just like even with that, I you know, I don't also I don't put myself in situations. You don't have to, you don't have to put
2: yourself in situations. You're black. Yeah. This is why you're walking down the street. That's why I go to work. I come straight to the house. And if I'm going to study group, my cousin and my my best friend since I was six years old, I go straight to their house. And I do my homework from there. Other than that, I'm at the library mm-hmm. and I have my track app. the only reason why I have an iPhone is because you can send your location and it goes from my watch too and I'm like, yo, I'm here I'm in Texas, I'm doing this, I'm doing that I don't really go outside and if I'm going to an event or anything, I'm very cautious of things around me because right. yeah. you weirdo, weirdos just for no very reason. Exactly.
0: That's why I don't like small places um, Sindaga is known for their music scene is great. Hmm. But they're so small and I can't watch all of those people right. when I'm in this tight little place. I need to be able to see who I'm around. Right. When I need do you to get
2: out of that though. Like when do you actually get out of watching your surroundings so much?
0: I live in America. Hmm. They walk in churches and they kill people. Right. They walk in Walmart and they kill people. They walk in mosques and they kill people. They walk in theaters and they kill people. They walk in schools and they kill people. I live in America. And as long as I live in America, I will never be able to just be free. To not watch. Even the word knew that America was going to be jacked up. He said, watch and pray. That's what the word of God said. So So I'm always watching and I'm always praying. I told them the other night I got hungry. I said, I'm gonna to go to Walmart and everybody freaked out. I said, Okay, okay, I'm, going to <laughs> I'm gonna go Target. I think
2: it's,
3: it's
0: Target,
2: weird. it's a ble- like for me, it's a blessing because I live like there's no family there. So my uncle is in this phase where I wake up at 5 a.m. So I have to do a test like maybe at 4 30. So I'm actually getting ready for work at five. So he gets up, he actually starts sleeping on the couch. And he wakes up and he walks into my car every single morning, and it's so taboo to me a little bit because I don't I'm not used to that anymore. Like I'm not used to it at all. And um, I see how my cousin, they're all like, "Okay, we have to watch you." So it kind of calmed down some eases, and it kind of it made me look at how much armor I actually have on because I'm always like, I'm going to the gun license, thing, make sure I'm having this, make sure I'm that, make sure I'm strapped, make sure I'm this. Right. And with them, they're like, um, someone randomly knocked <clears> on <throat> the door. He's like, going to around. Guns pulled. Who who you at my door? And it was just like, we have to like protect you at all costs because it's too much stuff going on. But when you are a woman that's naturally just moving by themselves, you're used to like glancing, make sure you know all the exits and all the above to kind of keep your guard up. But it's nice to kind of calm down because you're not by yourself and you know right. everyone else has your back too. Yeah, it's like it's funny how. <clears throat> Like, a black male can make me feel so much easier than I'm with, like, all my friends. I'm like, oh, you good, you're good. But no. But coming home and seeing, like, my uncle and my friends, like, okay, we're going to look after me, And I feel better. I don't have to worry about being paranoid as much.
1: Right. Well, see, I don't like guns, so, like, when, I don't know, like, because I don't want, you know, because people go crazy. They get the you
2: know. Yeah, you don't you, want to be around those people because they, they shouldn't have
1: you one can, at
0: all. You know. I mean, you should be able to enjoy yourself and have fun, you know. Um, but you can't. You literally can't. When my husband and I first started dating and we went to Deep Ellum because mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite restaurants is, is down there. And we just were like walking downtown. It was so packed full of people right. that night for whatever weird reason. And we were just walking around downtown and... My husband from the streets. Okay. So he got like these spidey senses. And he was like, he just grabbed me by the hand and he was like, come on, let's go. And I was like, what is it? What is it? He said, something don't feel right. Something to pop. Before we could get home, we're back to his apartment and we turned on the news. Right where we were, these guys got into it and it was a shootout. right where we were he got street senses like he can sense it and when you've been in the thick of it and my boo's been in the thick of it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying he he sensed it he called it he was on point Mm -hmm. he called it let's go like he we got back to that car so quick and before we could get back to the house and because I, I think we made another stop and then by the time we got back to his apartment and we sat down and watched the news um, that had happened mm. and and then I'm like that's just crazy right.
2: how do you deal with being like a target I had an incident where so I was the best man in my cousin's wedding best woman Mm-hmm. And my cousin married her wife, right? And mm-hmm. I was with my friend, Will, who's white. We had actually people come out and boycott, throw stuff at us and everything because they were a lesbian couple. Wow. And I was black and he was white. It was the time that Baton Rouge flooded. Mm-hmm. So we had to drive from Houston to Baton of Louisiana. They had nukes and everything. And we got treated so bad. Like, like they naturally target us because it was one white dude, mm-hmm. one black girl and a lesbian couple that was Mexican and black. Mm-hmm. And like, those are my daily things that I face is constant like ridicule for like being in those types of circles like we get called all types of names and things like that and people actually just be like oh my god you're an abomination to this your bloodline's not like I actually had a black man walk up to me and tell me that um if I was to ever breed with a white man then I would um disgrace my ovaries and ruin my genetics Mm -hmm. Really? Like, I get, like, the craziest thing. That's why I said I'm just leaving my
0: he Does he not realize that uh, his mama's ovaries and his grandmama's ovaries and his aunties and and great-grandmama them ovaries has already been disgraced? Because we all cut with something. Right.
2: But those are, like, we actually get, like, targeted for certain things, and that's just kind of going into your natural elements or trying to...
0: I don't feel like that because you're black and he's white, you should be targeted. I don't even feel like, even when it comes to, I don't believe in same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't. But I understand that you can't help who you love. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, again, I just don't feel like you should be rid of crude, or crude, whichever word it is. I don't think you should be beat down because of your lifestyle. You're not God. You know, and yes, those of us who are religious, we know what the word said. Okay, I get it. And but we also know that God said love. And you have to figure out how you're going to hate the sin if you're going to be religious about it. You got to hate the sin, but you can't hate the person. Your job as a Christian is to say, thus said the Lord and move on, because the Lord's gonna give the increase once you plant the seed. He'll send somebody else to water and then he'll give the increase. So if there's an issue, if you just feel so compelled in your spirit to say something, then say what God gave you to say. And if he didn't give you nothing to say, shut up. Right. Hush. I love, Don't say nothing. I
1: love
0: you as you are. Don't say nothing. Because it's not, he didn't tell you to say something. Right. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Everybody wants to speak out against this and they want to speak out against that. But y'all, it's so much more deeper than what we realize. Life is so much more deeper than what we realize. You know, again, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here if you want to be, especially if you related to me. Um, We so mixed up at our family reunions, we like the rainbow coalition. Okay. And I've met some of the nicest, um, LBGP, LBGT people that I, I've ever, you know, I've ever met. They're really nice people. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what they doing in their bedroom. Guess what? Cause I'm not in their bedroom and they're not doing it with me. It's none of my business. Okay. Right. That's between them and God. Not them and their God, because, you know, they'll say, well, that's between them and their God. No, it's between them and God. And I'm not God. I can't give them deliverance. I can't. Um, I had a coworker who, uh, whose father is a pastor and one of his church members' mothers called and said, you know, my son just revealed to me that he's, you know, gay and I want you to talk to him. What you going to do? What you, what you going to say? Like, what? When I was in college and I took psychology, um, one of the uh, classes or courses, I don't remember because I'm I'm old now, but Mm -hmm. um, one of the classes that I dealt with was um, genetics. Mm -hmm. And you hear people, especially Christian people, say, well, no, that's a spirit. Yes, it is a spirit. I believe that. But I really do believe that people can be born gay. Let me tell you why. Because of genetics you can have too many chromosomes male chromosomes
3: mm-hmm.
0: and be female you're born female but you have too many male chromosomes so you identify as male you can't all of those feelings and all those connections and wires and nerves within your body you don't understand why you are attracted to the opposite sex and you i mean not the opposite the same sex sex you don't understand it, but it's because those genetics. Now, if I want to get a little bit more deeper and a little bit more spiritual, then yeah, okay. So the spirit very well could have infected that seed at conception.
3: Mm.
0: I also, I also, this is my own belief. I also believe that homosexuality can be in the gen, in the uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, hereditary. I say that because I know somebody who has a lot of gay people in their family. Like, I've never met anybody with that many gay people in their family. Mm -hmm. I never, I mean, they have the most astronomical amount of people that are homosexual. Mm -hmm. And I never met that. And I just believe that it can also be iniquity, which church people call hidden sin. Sin that's never been revealed. So I do believe that um, definitely that can be the case a lot of times. But church people are like, oh, it's the devil. You're the devil. you the devil. You're the devil. You're going to hell. And I'm not going to send you to hell because I am not God. Again, I ain't got your ticket. But I will tell you what God loves. And that's the truth. Right. And I'm going to tell you what the Bible said. it. And if you think about it, it makes sense. God created man and woman. Right. And if you look at the way a woman is made and you look at the way a man is made, we're made to connect. When you have the same sex, there's no connection, which is why the two can't mate.
3: Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm.
0: If I'm a man and you're a man, we can't make no babies. We have the same thing. Right. And even if I'm a man who has a, ch- a sex change, we're still. We still can't make no babies. Right. Because you can change your sex on the outside all day long. But them inside is the same. Right. Hands down, it's the same. Period. So I don't I don't really try. I don't get into all of that a lot of times. Because my opinions and my theory and all that other good stuff <clears throat> is real different. Right. It's real, real different than what other people may think.
2: You know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm um, 100% bored with you. I believe in the same thing. And that's just studying genetics in itself um that's why i said you, you birth certain chains mm-hmm. and i remember having um met someone in dallas and he when he was born they gave him two birth certificates one male and one female and that messed with him so bad i think it probably messed with him to this day and um i remember he said i didn't want to be gay i didn't want to be but there's certain parts of me that i just couldn't explain and no one actually just sat down and talked to him about it that he just rebelled and was like fine if you feel mm-hmm. that I'm gay then I'll just be gay oh and that was just his thing he was just like I <clears> feel <throat> that you, you went through this and you have certain people they just had um something happen to them and then said woman wouldn't accept that this happened to them when they were younger or something happened to them as a teenager that they could but, help and it's like or oh, you're just gay because this happened to you what? like the same thing happened with, with Tyler Perry." Tyler Mirrors never came out and said I'm gay but everyone knows that he was molested when he was younger Right. so it's like you have a choice but it's all about your mirrors, what I call people around you your mirrors, mm-hmm. what they reflect and tell you what's acceptable and help mm-hmm. you see yourself mm-hmm. and go through like that so if you feel that you are same sex opposite sex whatever you feel you have to kind of find your own natural um gravitation towards things and navigate your own life because no one's going to go to the grave with you but you
0: right exactly um yeah exactly
1: well see my yeah. my my mom because my older brother is gay mm-hmm. and he um I would say he we we started seeing that he was gay around like 15 16 mm-hmm. years old and um what they tried to do was uh, they tried to get them to date a girl It was like friends to the family. Mm-hmm. And they probably dated for about a week or two. <laughs> and they was like, yeah. But my mom, she she, you know, she as a normal mom, she mm-hmm. found it hard, but you no. Know. and then I kind of his old friends kind of like separated from him, and mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, well, man, we ain't too fond of this." Like sometimes, baby, will come up to me and be like, "Hey, man, how do you deal with mm-hmm. you know your your brother being in this way?" And I was like, "Look, I love him. I love him just the same.
0: You right. know, I see him the same. Right, because that's your brother. Yeah,
1: yeah, we. I used to give him hell, mm-hmm. and um, I noticed that you know he was." around the women mm-hmm. more than I was.
0: Because that's what he identified with.
1: Right. And that's 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 kind of like when people ask me like how that's how I, I kind of see it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he hung around my mom, my aunt. Right? So like, he was like more, mm-hmm. you know, to him, them. And that's how I, I kind of still think about it to this day. It's like, okay, well, is there like a reason you know, that some people kind of, you know, change the ways because,
0: you know. And like I mean, say. he most likely because that's where he felt comfortable. Yeah. He felt comfortable with the women. He did not feel comfortable being with the guys,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And it's again, it's, which is why I know that it's genetics. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that he was made up. You have some people who are hurt by the opposite sex and they decide. It's different when you decide to be with the same sex because you're hurt and you tired. I'm sick of men. I can't stand them. They make me sick. I'm going to give me a woman.
1: But do you, do you feel like a father figure could have changed? No. Mm-hmm.
0: Dwayne Wade's son is 11 and gay. Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade. Oh,
1: wow. that
0: is He's 11 scary. and gay. Do Are you guys familiar with Jackie Hill? she's a poet and a rapper and a minister youtuber Jackie Hill um she she has a book out called Gay Girl Good God mm-hmm. it's an awesome book and which is another reason probably why I feel like I feel but she said that she knew at 5 that she was different mm-hmm. and that she was attracted to the same sex and but she also knew that it was wrong but she could not fight that feeling right. and for Most of her life she lived, you know, hiding. And then when she did come out, you know, she lived the rest of it gay. But then she um, realized one day that that was not the way God intended for her to be. Mm -hmm. And she allowed God to come into her life and break the curse. So those people would have to allow God to come in and break that curse. Because either way, I still it's a curse whether it's your genetics or a decision that you make, it still occurs. I have a niece who was hurt by her husband Mm -hmm. and um, she turned to a woman and she was gay and then she realized that that is not what God intended for her and so she changed her life around and she liked men again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I mean it's the it just depends on the person and like I said it's a case by case basis um, I'm not here to say that you know I'm against gay people said because I'm not because they're humans right. I don't feel like what happened to Malaysia Booker I don't think that she should have been beaten and I don't think that she should have been killed mm. period
3: Mm-mm.
0: I don't I don't think that was cool because yeah, that's happen. a life right. you know what I'm saying and then you have some people say well you live by the sword you die by the sword okay that's true funny thing
2: is why do you think you're so like so it's always like a i think you, people cannot be fully for something like in like the whole hitler thing like you you're basically jewish and you kill all jews right. mm-hmm. it's it's one of those weird moments that you believe that you can take someone and but you'll be mad if someone took someone something from you
0: right exactly
2: and it's like what makes you think that you're so extremist to this point of view that you hate all gay people what is really inside of you what makes you hate all women what makes you hate all men and what in order to hate something you have to love it and the opposite of love is not hate it's indifference mm. so i think it's a lot of uh words that have been thrown around and you feel that you feel this thing you're trying to dive so deep in this thing that does not exist because you have a different term than what it really is right and people are just not actually sitting down and having conversations anymore to actually kind of do it because people are not um transparent. They're not selling fame to people anymore. they have this personality for mm-hmm. this person, this personality for this person. They don't have people that can actually just let me talk to you straight. Right. let me talk to you about this thing and what's going on right here. straightforward. And right. I believe if a lot of conversations and especially in the black community, if um if we accepted, conversations or where we were able to have conversations i think a lot of um frustration will would die down in general in our community as a whole right and a lot of um power and a lot of education itself can be spread a little bit better if we had conversations with parents siblings and dads and moms were actually open and honest
0: right i think that we just need to um have some conversations that we're not used to having yes. you know some people say well you know um the gays should be kicked out of church. Hmm. Why?
2: I thought she was supposed if, to be in church if you needed. Right.
0: Why? I don't think they should be kicked out of church. I don't. I don't believe that God doesn't like gays or doesn't love gays. I believe he does. He hates the sin because it goes against what he said. He doesn't hate that person.
2: See, that's the part that confuses me. I know you're gonna go into the next part.
0: <laughs> yep. So we're gonna go into part three here in a little bit. But um, yeah. yeah I got so, a question. Yeah, so we're gonna go into part three, and um, yeah, pick us up in the next track.